Well, when it's talking about change and what needs to be done, it's what is the smallest, slightest thing that I can do just a little bit differently. Welcome to the show where we help you make smart nutrition simple. If you want proven nutrition strategies to help you build a better body and create the energy to show up for your family without overly restrictive and unrealistic dieting, then you're in the right place. Make sure to subscribe and enjoy this episode. What does an Olympic wrestler know about life, nutrition, and fitness? Well, in Jake Herbert's case, quite a lot, as you'll hear in this awesome conversation. Jake Herbert is an Olympian, a business coach, and a self-proclaimed ninja. As a nine-time U.S. national wrestling champion, a three-time world medalist, wrestling hard work and being learning-based has taken him to over 356 different countries, competing, meeting, and working with rock stars, celebrities, billionaires, and presidents. After Jake retired from competitive wrestling and moved his wrestling mat to the business world, he has helped to launch and create five different businesses since 2014, as well as coach and consult leaders around the world and their teams. Jake is happily married to his wife, Janelle, and together they have three amazing children. Currently, Jake dove into the Dad Edge Mastermind, where he and his team help dads create extraordinary marriages and epic connections with their kids while continuing to scale their business. Jake's mission is to challenge your beliefs, inspire you to take action, and work with you to bring out the best in you for your family, community, and most importantly, yourself. And in this conversation, Jake and I break down how to prioritize your time based on your values the value of coaching, accountability, and establishing awareness, the difference between willpower and environment and how your daily decisions are actually serving you, and how to leverage an athlete mindset to set yourself up for success. As you'll hear, Jake and I are speaking the same language on so many aspects of life, of health, and of personal and professional growth. Let's go ahead and jump into my conversation with Jake. I hope you guys enjoy. Jake Herbert, welcome to the Smart Nutrition Made Simple show. What is going on, brother? Life. Life is going on, Ben. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this and our, our conversation. I know we already have great conversations. So yeah. I'm really excited to, uh, to do this more. It's one of my favorite things. Well, I was excited to have you on as kind of an athlete. I'm not going to call you an ex-athlete because you absolutely are an athlete at heart. And so as an athlete, as a successful businessman, as a husband, as a father, I think we speak the same language and I wouldn't classify myself by any means in the same realm of athleticism as you. However, I still would classify myself as an athlete. And with that, I think that there's a certain mindset that comes with um, the way that we approach life. And I really wanted to share that wisdom with our audience. And so I'm really excited to be able to have you. Um, What I'm curious about is kind of like, what's your current day to day? Like, where are you in life at this point after having a tremendous athletic career? Taking care of my body is great. When you compare it to the Olympic training, right? The fact that I was, you know, three lifts a a week with a wrestling practice on lift Monday, wrestling Monday night, wrestled twice on Tuesday, Wednesday lift, and then off. And we repeated the same cycle again. Like now it's pathetic. (laughs) I talk about it in there, but my goal shifted, right? I wanted to be the best wrestler in the world. 
And the thing about wrestling, I'm extremely biased, right? It is one of the top four hardest sports. And I will put MMA and boxing in there. And I also will put ballet in there, right? Mm. As the most challenging sports, in my opinion. Yep. And I'm sure there's some other crazy, like, you know, rugby's rugby's up there and I'm biased, but rugby's up there. Yeah. And it's challenging, right? So I I put that in there because I have to be able to, you know, sprint for six minutes as fast as I can in a wrestling match, but be strong as possible, be flexible as I can be, and also know like the technique that's going on with it too. So you're doing so much of it and there's not like any one right way. It's everything always changing at all times. So to go from prepping to that of being literally one of the best athletes on earth, right? Physically dominating athletes on earth to now I just want to be able to like play with my grandkids. So my work, it's pathetic now, right? So what it actually looks like is it's actually a lot more physical therapy. It's very different because when I was wrestling, if I didn't end that workout, like drenched in sweat and completely exhausted, it didn't count, right? Whereas now I'll go in and do a physical therapy workout and be like, I could probably still wear this t-shirt next time, you know, but it's, it's what my body needs now, right. Of what it is. So I have a goal to sweat four times a week where I have to shower. So that is literally a a goal and a tracking app that I do is are there four workouts that I do where now I have to shower because my odor is now offensive. Yeah. Like I, I got to get that in. And then I have um, stretching and mobility, right? Stretching, mobility, and overall health amount, which is physical therapy, right? Physical therapy. And then I have like a stretch, you know, mobile routine. I'm, I'm getting is it sh- like physical therapy because you need it? Are you like beat up, I imagine? Well, I believe everybody, if you go, if anybody goes into physical therapist's office, they're going to find something that you can do. Absolutely. Right? Like and I, I, I have shoulder surgery scheduled to come up. So yeah. I'm just doing the prehab stuff too. And what it is, is I already know it all, but having the appointments, I show up. So I have to do it. There's no getting yeah. out of it. Right. Yeah, it's, no, like, that's... it's like hiring a fitness coach. Like I'm probably a couple of steps away from having a fitness program or like a, uh, somebody that I know how to do it. Yeah. Right. I just have that accountability where now I'm forced to do it. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I have a nutrition coach. I have someone who writes my training programs. I have a business coach. I obviously have like a men's accountability group, which you're part of uh, leading. And so I think we both can agree. And honestly, this is part of, I think the the athlete mindset of having accountability and knowing the value of having a coach and really appreciating and acknowledging that by virtue of doing that, by virtue of having people that you're accountable to and that you're investing in, you're more likely to show up. And the more that you show up, the more successful you're going to be, the more that you're challenged and the more uncomfortable you're going to be and the more that you're going to grow and on and on and on, right? Yeah. Did you see that meme yet floating around of like Chris Evans from Captain America where it's like, what? You, and it's like him, Captain America, all bulked up and it's like day one of uh, working out from home, you know? And then it's like day 365 of working out from home and it's like him pre the Captain America juice. He's like so puny and-, and Yeah, yeah, yeah. That exactly. was the biggest- biggest realization that I realized is I hated working out by myself. Even if I go and do my physical therapy routine, I know it all. I can do it. I get like 60 to 70% out of it. Where when I go into the practice with somebody else, I'm getting a hundred to 110% out. Yeah. I need people. I need people. So I have a, a group of men that I run with on a weekly basis. 
I go to do jujitsu classes because then somebody's trying to kill me and it's, it's hard not to sweat when somebody's trying to choke right. you. you. Um, when I go and do my lifts, I typically call, I have like three or four friends that I'll go and meet up and lift with to get that in there. Cause I just, yeah, I that's just a, like doing it by myself. Yeah. And I mean, coming from a team sport for your entire life, like that only makes sense. I mean, I think it's very clear that anyone would push harder in the presence of other people. It's just, it is that ingrained accountability factor. Obviously your fitness routine is very different these days. And, and I appreciate you sharing all of that. Where are you in your life? Like, what is your just regular, like work day-to-day routine, family? Like, how have you made the transition from, you know, Olympic caliber athlete to the business world, to the coaching world? Like, what is it that you do? So it's changed. So I, number one, I live and die by my calendar, right? If it's not on my calendar, it doesn't exist. It's not getting done. So I live and die by that. And it took time to figure out what is truly important to me, right? So for me, it was my family and my physical and mental health. And then it is business. Mm-hmm. Right? The other thing in Keller Williams, it's God, family, and then business, right? So again, I, I plan my calendar out that. So every week I start with a blank week and I put in, great, family first, right? When am I going to have intentional time with my kids? Not like get them out the door to school. That's in there too, right? When am I helping them in the morning to school? When am I picking them up from school? But that's not intentional time with your kids. You don't, you don't bond right. with your kid over and be like, go brush your teeth, use the bathroom, eat this, put this on. That's just, requi- that's just requisite time as being a parent. So, but like, what, am I going to take my kid to do a jiu-jitsu class? Am I just going to take one of them and go to the park? Like, when do I have that individual time, group time with my, my, and my wife? That's really important to me too. And what are we going to do during that time? Are we going to go on a date night? Are we going to do a yoga class? Are we going to do something? Yeah. So then I, I schedule in my health. What am I getting my workouts in? Where are my four sweats going to come from? What's mm. it going to be this week? Is it more physical therapy? Is it more running? Is it more listening? It kind of like moves, you know, week by week. What did I do last week? What do I need more? What do I think I need more of or less than? How's my diet going to be? And then my work gets put in around that which is yeah. completely flipping on the head because majority of people have right. their nine to five and they try to squeeze their family and squeeze their health into their work schedule. And that's just, to me, it's just like, I, I think it's, I'm dyslexic. So maybe I've just always been blessed to see it the other way. Like it doesn't make sense to do that. Right. For me, the purpose of business is to fund the perfect life. And first right. you need to identify what is your perfect life. Right from that. So, so that's kind of how that schedule looks, right? Right. And what, what I'm solar powered at this point. It's weird to say, Ben, like when the sun is up, I'm up. And when the sun is down, I'm like ready to go to sleep, which is vastly different than like I was the night out for so long. And now it's like nine 30 at night. I'm like, you know, I have my orange goggles on. Like <laughs> Your blue blocking glasses on. Yeah, that blue light blocking glasses. I didn't know you were a biohacker too, man. <laughs> yeah, phones away. I have like, I have all my kids have like the 10 watt red light bulbs yeah. in their rooms. So that that's what's on for them to kind of to get it all down. And I'm reading my book and, you know, going to sleep like 930 to 1030 at those points. Yeah, that's awesome that you prioritize those things. And, and I appreciate how you shared how to do that or how you do it. And I think an aha for me is definitely that you're kind of coming from a blank slate standpoint and you're looking at, okay, well, if these things truly are a priority for me, then it only makes sense 
that I'm putting them on the calendar first. I'm putting family on the calendar first. I'm putting fitness on the calendar second. And then I'm weaving in business-related tasks because if that's what I say it matters to me, then clearly that's how I'm upholding those values. What is your business? Tell our listeners a little bit more about how you help people. Got it. Awesome. Thank you. So I, I help people through the dad's edge you know, accelerator, right? Which, which, which you're a member of and how we met and how we connected and we're here too. So we're, we're a business for fathers, right? Who want to continue to improve their relationship with their wives, right? Deepen their connections with their kids while continuing to scale your business, right? Because as business owners, it's hard, right? You, I didn't have a lot of people that I could go and connect with on that. It's hard to talk to somebody that has a W-2 that does not in control of their time that, that couldn't even imagine starting with a blank counter because they have to be at a place at 8.30, right. 9 o'clock and have to work till four, right? Like as business owners, you're responsible for it. So we've just been able to, to create that container to facilitate the conversations, right? And I've just been blessed that I was a member of it first. And as I was getting ready to launch another business, they asked me before I hit that button to launch, would you maybe consider coming on board here and helping us? We need help on this end. We're growing. That's and awesome. Yeah. So that's, that's about 50% of my working time, right? Okay. The other 50%, I have a few, a handful of individual coaching clients that want that one-on-one -on -one individualness. A couple of them are business owners. Some of them aren't right. Yep. To kind of help in that life coaching. And then I have real estate sales that I do. And then I'd say another 30 to 40% of my time is my investments, right? My passive incomes on, you know, finding apartment buildings, investing in businesses, investing in other people. Going back to what I said about how I plan my schedule, here's, here's the ironic thing about that is when you ask me how I'm doing in those areas and I had to grade myself a one to 10, well, how am I doing with my family? I'm at an eight or nine right there with that. Like, I don't believe I'm a full 10. It's, it's always shifting and scaling, but that is number one of where I'm showing up the best and I'm most proud of is how I'm a husband in my relationship with my wife and how yeah. I am a father to my kids. That is truly my highest rating score on there. My next rating score is my physical health, right? My mental health is really strong up there because I make big priorities of that of when I read, when I journal. It is all relative, right? I, I know that 99% of the world would love to be in the physical shape that I'm in. I'm still riding residual effects of, you know, 20 years of Olympic wrestling training. Right. But, you know, I, I, it, that's a priority to me. That puts that in there. So I feel next great about that. And that comes from a lot more of what I've been noticing is my diet, not so much in the physical work at this point, but my diet and my sleep and my sobriety, that is such a big superpower that I've been having that I didn't recognize or need in my 20s. And then if you ask me of what I'm least happy with, it's the results I'm getting from my business. And not that mm. I'm not happy with it, right. it's just in the order of priority. Like I wish I could get more from it, but I'm not willing to sacrifice those priorities. I'm not willing to get more from my business by not taking my kids to school, by not dating my wife, by not being in shape. Now, don't get me wrong. I missed one of my workouts, my sweating workouts this week because one of our tenants, the furnace was out. And I spent an hour over that place when I was supposed to be running. I spent an right. hour over doing that to find out they didn't pay the freaking gas bill. So I was like livid, like livid. And I asked them five different times. I made sure, hey, when you move in, you need to set this up. Hey, when you're here, like, is this on here, right? Like, but in that, and I missed my workout for that. You know, like <laughs> that's really been one of the things that has been really helpful for me as being part of the group, as being part of the Dad Edge group, has been given the opportunity to evaluate 
all of these different areas of life to evaluate my relationship with my wife, my relationship with my kids and how the business is doing and be able to reflect consistently on growth and progress in all of those areas. And it's been really enlightening for me, but just like back to the beginning of our conversation, Jake, I think so much of it just comes down to awareness by virtue of accountability, right? Because I'm being asked these questions and because I'm being surrounded by a group of like-minded men that are in similar situations, it just invariably helps us create a lot more awareness. And I don't think this is dissimilar to fitness and nutrition and health is having someone to be able to challenge you to actually get introspective about those things and prioritize those things. Because for me, for so many years now, I'll say that my priority was my family and my marriage, but my actions were prioritizing my business. That's not a bad thing. I'm I think that we have to understand the dichotomy of right how it's always going to undulate and this ethereal balance is is just that. But within that is being able to get introspective and say, you know what, I'm saying that my relationship with my children is in fact more important than my business right now. What actions am I taking, like getting time on my calendar to spend with them to reinforce those intentions and those actions? You know what I mean? Yeah. That show me your calendar, right? You touched on two really important things is it's, it's, and that's how I operate. Some people don't have it. I don't understand how you can operate and not have a calendar. I'm just not that smart. Right. And there's yeah. just too much on that. Right. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen my calendar, but it's a, it's a well, lot. business. Well, especially as a business owner, but business kids, like I, I agree. Yeah. And thank God for Gmail. Right. Like it just, cause I can sync it all up with my wife and see her things and turn it on and off. Like it's, it's unbelievable what it is. And then look back and reflect of where I was. I mean, I could tell you exactly what was happening March 3rd of 2019, right? You go back to my calendar and I'll show you exactly what my priorities were those days. And, and you hit on the other thing too. It's not, it's not just that. It's because how we spend our time is truly how we spend our life. Um, that's, that's it. That's, that is what we have to do is our time and our attention. You know, I used to believe that time was the most valuable resource. And then what I found out, it's not just time, it's attention, which is just focus time, because that's even totally. there. And, and you touched on environments. And that was a, a quote that I want to give Yaden credit for in the dad's edge, right? He says that environment trumps willpower every time eventually. Every time eventually. I am very disciplined. I've never missed a weigh-in my entire life. I've weighed in over thousands of times and always been in wrestling. You know, you have to be 185.0 or under to wrestle at 185. I've never missed a weight win in my life. So I am very disciplined. But when my wife during the holiday seasons puts out a little <laughs> freaking candy dish, right? come 10 o'clock at night as I'm going upstairs, it's impossible. And what do I do? I ask her to put it away. Oh, it's just out for decoration. No, exactly. it's out there to be consumed. And you know what? You know what had me win was when she realized she, she never did it for me. She never put it away. But then when we had our three-year-old son that was constantly like asking for them and eating them. And she realized how much candy our kid was eating. Yeah. She's like, all right, I'm not going to put those out anymore. And I'm like, thank you. Like, thank you. <laughs> well, let's talk about that for a minute. That that's a great quote. Environment trumps willpower. What does that mean to you, especially with respect to right nutrition, fitness, health? Environment trumps willpower every time eventually. So if, if you're going to be in the, if you go to the weight room every single day at freaking Arnold's gym and gold's gym, right. And you're lifting with Arnold Schwarzenegger and that pumping iron routine, 
you're going to get, you're going to pick that up. That's going to impression yeah. on you, right? That's right. your act to the five people. You're going to start to look what they yeah. like with them, eat what they like, wear what they like and do it. That's, that's people. I don't care who it is. That's, that's what we are. So you're, you're the average of the five people you associate with most. And no question. There. Yeah. So that's why you have to, to level up and just think and be smart about your environment and focus on what you can control. Because ultimately then we get into this victim mindset that people are like, well, I can't control my environment. I have to work this nine to five. And then, well, well, great. All right. So that nine to five, you have to work. But what are you doing with the environment after nine to five or before right. nine to five? Because I'll tell you what, when you go to at 6 a.m., when you think you're getting up early and going to the gym and no one else is there, those gyms are freaking packed. And I, and I love it because I love studying people. You know, there's LA Fitness and a lifetime out here. What's really crazy is I did this the one day just to do the entire, and I did it for like every Monday I would go in and essentially be at the gym at five o'clock when it opened and stay till like 9.30 and just kind of do some work from there. I wasn't working out the whole time, but I wanted to see the people that are going through. You would see the first to 5 a.m. shift were like the people that own the company. And then mm. you'd see like that six o'clock, it'd be like the people that are leading the company. And then at seven o'clock, you'd see like a lot of the kids or like some people that are like working their way up there. And then at like eight, nine o'clock, you'd see like the retired people. And then you'd see the nine o'clock, like the houseman or anybody else. That yeah, yeah I got you. And then every now and then at like nine, nine o'clock, you'd also see like some of the people that own the company that come back in. But it's just so interesting to kind of see that different dynamic and these shift in phases of like people going in and through that. Well, what I appreciate about that quote and just the environment is obviously, like you said, you know, we're the sum of the people that we surround ourselves with. And, and sometimes the first best step, the, the next right thing, as we like to say, is just putting yourself in proximity of the types of people that you want to be like, right? Of the type of person that you want to become, whether it's financial, whether it's physical, whether it's nutrition driven, is some of the conversations that I have this time of years with clients around NFL football. And it's like, well, how do I not eat all of the junk food on the weekends? I'm going to football parties. I'm hanging out with people every weekend at bars or at their house. There's beers, there's chips, dips, all of these kinds of things. Well, have you ever considered not doing those things, seeing as that's like obviously holding you back? And so sometimes that first step is really just deciding who you don't want to be around and rather who you do want to be around and just simply by virtue of starting to go walking with the neighbors, joining a business group, finding a social support system that doesn't revolve around having happy hour every week, those types of things. Yeah. And that question that comes to me, cause I'm the, I'm the same way. Like I don't have, I'm like, who the heck has a Sundays to go and I'm not in a fantasy football leagues. Right. Nope. So that's one thing I don't have. Cause I'm like, the question that comes to me is how is that serving you? And when you, mm. when you truly ask yourself that question is, how does every Sunday me sitting in front of a TV for four hours, watching somebody else live their dream, eating shitty food, right? Drinking beer. How is that serving me? You know, as a father, how is that serving me with my goals? And that's where it's like, well, now what's your priority? What is truly your goals? Without what is question. it to do? And, and, and that's, that's challenging, right? And I know that your audience wouldn't be listening to this. And I love the, the term that they're invested in improvers. Right? right. Like that's, that's the people here. If you're listening and hearing this conversation right now, you're an investment improver. You're already separating yourself by being here, just listening by programming that in your mind. And now what the big thing is, and this is the next hard part that's going differ, to differentiate the people that listen to this are the people that listen to it and then put it into action. 
that write down that question right now, how is this serving me? And then going to these quote unquote bad habits or things that they're doing and asking themselves that question, how is this serving me? Absolutely. And that's the mindset shift that it takes to be an invested improver is, is understanding that you know you need to make change in your life. You're willing to invest in making change. You know you need accountability, guidance, and support to get there. But sometimes the hardest step is just acknowledging that you're going to have to start doing something differently. And this is a frequent conversation with hard-charging businessmen, where it's like the investment's no problem. They acknowledge that they need to make change, but their actions will not speak to the change that they say that they want to make. So I guess my question to you with respect to this, Jake, is when we're having conversations with people, and let's say that there's someone listening and they're fully aware that they want to make change, they say they want to make change, but they're scared to death of what that means with respect to their day-to-day, whether that's going to impact business, that the fact that they have to do things differently, perhaps they're scared of the fact that they need to start eating healthier and they don't know what to do. They need to start exercising more and they're right. Again, they don't know what to do or think they have to go crazy in the gym to be able to get results. And what would that athlete mindset and your experience and expertise say to someone listening? Well, so it's hard because number one, I don't, I don't understand, like, I don't understand that. I'm like, if something needs to be done, I'm going to freaking do it. Right. Like if, if that's where it is and I go extreme, right. I think one of the things that made me successful on the wrestling mat was not only did I did all do all the work, but everybody that I I competed against was at the same weight class. We're all pretty strong. We're all pretty fast. We're all pretty flexible. We're all pretty known the technique, but it's the mindset. Ben, if you and I are to wrestle in a match, like I'm safe to say, I know I'm going to beat you. Right. I'm a, I'm a better wrestler. I'm a national, you don't have wrestling experience. That's that's the question. Like I'm going to beat you. It's not going to be easy. But what the difference is going to be is if I go and I, I go into a match and you're just there to wrestle and you already know, like, hey, I'm not, hey he's a he's an Olympic, you know, he's a world world silver medalist. He's got national titles. I'm going to win. And you go in and compete against me in that way. It's going to be a certain level of ease for me. It's not going to be it's completely easy because you're strong, you're fast, you're athletic. I'm going to have to try. But now if I go, hey, Ben, you're going to wrestle me and I'm going to get intense here. Right. And your kids and family life is on the line. Right. You never get to see them again if you don't win this wrestling match. That effort that you're going to put in, you're still going to lose, but it's going to be so much harder for me, right? <laughs> would, would it's going to be immensely harder, immensely harder for me. And that was something I couldn't understand with. That's why I could take one of the guys in college or at the, at the world level and do whatever I want with him because yeah. I had that mental edge over there. And the other one is fighting that freaking hard. So yeah. when, you, when it comes to change and everything like this, people will look at and say, hey, I'm willing to die for my family, right? I'm willing to put my life on the line. If right. it's that, like, go ahead. You want, you want my family come through me? I'm willing to die for it. But the hard part is switch that around. Are you truly willing and able to live for your family? That's, that's a harder thing. Meaning, are you willing to say no to that salami sandwich and eat a right. salad lunch? Are you That's willing it, to keep and go and, and walk that 20 minutes? So now it goes into, well, when it's talking about change and what needs to be done, it's what is the smallest, slightest thing that I can do just a little bit differently. And, and what I do with this too, is I help so many people like, st- like they're like, oh, I've gained so much weight because I come home from night. It's the habit. I come home from night, I crack a beer. I end up having, you know, two to three beers at night, right? right. 800 more calories, 
you know, in there in two. And I go, well, listen, instead of just changing that, cutting it out right away and going from zero to hundred, it's hard. Here's what I want you to do. Before you have your first beer, fill up your beer glass with water, drink the whole thing of water, then have your beer. Then if you're going to have another one, fill up your whole thing with water, have that water, then have another beer. And over time, they start to get filled up. You're starting to replace slowly because they still want to just have this motion, right? It's, it's, it's this. It's, it's, it's what it represents. Thing. Absolutely. It's in the chips. Great. Go from, you know, Lay's potato chips to the reduced fat ones to eventually kale chips to carrot chips to whole carrots. And, and you just make those progress. But what is that next small thing that I can do to kind of tweak and adjust it to make that improvement? Dude, that dialogue that you just had really hit me in terms of, are you willing to live for your family? And I, I, I think that that's the most important question, right? Because you say that you're willing to die for them. And so if you say this is something that you truly want, and you say that this is something that's important to you, and you're willing to hire a coach in order to help you make these changes, then you owe it to not only yourself, but obviously your family, your community, everyone who's impacted by you on any level. And I think we all have a responsibility to show up and lead by example, regardless of whether we have a family or not, right? Especially in this day and age with, with kind of the way our society is. But that's really the question at bay here is you said you want to make change. So start making change and it doesn't have to be extreme. This is the value of actually having a good coach of understanding. It really does come down to behaviors and habits and making small, steady, progressive changes over time so that it doesn't have to feel daunting and overwhelming and all or nothing. It's, and that, it brings me right to like a, a thing I was listening to once. He's like the habit of, I mean, almost like saving and investing, right? Such a small thing that, hey, Compounding when you interest. First, yeah. Yeah. When you get your first paycheck, right. And, and Hey, you've never gotten a paycheck before. Cause right. Go back to thinking of your first paycheck. Right. And oh, you're yeah. like, I, I remember my first contract I signed, right. I graduated college. They're like, Hey, listen, we're going to give you $2,000 a month. That's 24 grand. All you have to do is just sit here and wrestle. And I'm like, oh, I'm freaking rich. I'm a college right. kid, 24,000 a month. All I have to do is wrestle and keep showing up. Whoa. Whoa. Right. right? Like <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, no, exactly. And, and that's huge. Uh, so if people take nothing away from this conversation, hopefully that hits you guys right in the feelers in terms of doing what you say you're going to do and, and living up to those commitments and coming at it from a almost a diehard mindset, right? Because listen, not to, to beat a dead horse, but it's like, what are you willing to sacrifice? Yeah. You're going to give up right. something, right? Like, but you you're going to do something else. You want to spend, you're spending money on beer you're drinking it. It's not providing you any nutritional value. And then after four beers, it's so easy to go house a whole pizza. We've all been there, right? It's just, it's just so much easier. So it's how is drinking beer serving me? What's it doing? Oh, it's, it's, it's helping to relax you after a a hard day. So does 10 minutes of yoga. So does, right. So, so can something else that that is better than that. How does it serve me? So you mentioned sobriety. Are you currently abstaining from alcohol or what's that look like? Yeah. So like, (laughs) No, no, right. Like I, I have spurts, right? My wife is 22 weeks pregnant right now. So it's mm. it's a lot easier, right? But my right. wife and I, there's something to opening up a bottle of wine and sitting down and have and connecting with her. And I enjoy Definitely. that. Not, like I'm not abusing alcohol, but I'm just telling as I'm now in my late 30s, right? I'll be 38 in March. 
drinking hits me harder and different. And I ask that conversation, how is this serving me? And I start having my kids around. It's just not the same, right? It's, right. it's I don't need to have those. Don't get me wrong. I have a wedding on Friday. I'm going to let loose. I'm going to pay yeah. for it on Saturday. Like I know what's going to happen. And but let loose now is like four or five drinks. Whereas before it was like, you know, I want to see you. I, like, I better see video of you doing like those back handsprings from that Liberty commercial. Oh yeah. <laughs> Liberty. Dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got my, my shirt on. I got my jacket here. They're, they're awesome. But yeah, we, it's, it's a, it's my, it's my jujitsu coach. It's his wedding. So oh, sweet. at some point I'm going to be wrestling in my suit shoots. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, before I let you go, I have to know, because you mentioned when we first started the conversation, Jake, around kind of what your training routine looked like in college relative to what it is now. I'm, I'm curious about what your nutrition was like in college and whether you had any semblance of nutritional awareness and what it looks like now. That is the biggest thing I'm finding out. And you see me right now, I have my gallon of water, right? Yeah. 28 ounces. What helps me is every day before I eat, I intend to finish this or get it at least down to the 7 a.m. mark before I eat. So that helps me do intermittent fasting. Got it. Leading in when I started, I didn't know crap. I, I believe this. If you're not, if you don't look back at yourself two to three years ago and think, man, I was an idiot, you're not growing in the right way. You're not improving or doing it, right? Even now, I know I'm I'm so much better now, but two years ago, I was an idiot. And two years before that, I was an idiot. Like I didn't, I didn't know. I was in, I remember in 10th grade being like, all right, waiting with the wrestling. Here's an apple. It weighs a pound. I'll be a pound heavier for you mm. an apple, but I can have six cookies and only gain 0. 0.6. <laughs> That's amazing. Eat the cookies, right? Like I didn't, I didn't know. And then I started yeah. learning while, well, hey, the apple will give you this calories. You, and then you start to eat it and you feel I'm like, why don't I have energy after eating these cookies? Why, you know, and, and so it's eat this and that. And then in college, I'm eating Hot Pockets, right? Because they have wow. bread, meat, Who did? Yeah. This, it, it has all five food groups all right there. And then somebody's like, do you know what a preservative is? Yeah. Hot Pockets is its own food group, I think. <laughs> right. And then you got to put the ranch dressing on it and you burn your mouth and you eat them all oh. that good stuff. So it then started progressing to get better and better. So, you know, then as I, as I was ready for the Olympics and after college, I feel like when you're younger, you can just put whatever in. You're like an octane fuel. You can just push. Yeah, I mean, when you're, when you're burning those types of calories too, exactly. without question. Right. But now as I'm older, man, it's like, it's weird. It's like, oh, I, I stayed up past 930 and I ate a bag of chips and I wake up in the morning. I'm like, ah, like, why do I feel like horrible? Like <laughs> joints hurt. You're retaining like five pounds of water. It sucks, um, but it's just with age, with your body. So the sobriety does help because I feel better, right? How is alcohol serving me there? So when I, when I don't drink, I actually feel better. I do a lot of water, right? So I drink a gallon a day that is non-negotiable. I am 99% on that. And that helps me to now, essentially, I feel better with intermittent fasting. Because this so helps when do you, when do you, when's your first meal? So I won't eat until, until I'm done, whenever I finish this or get down. Now that's not never, I had a lunch meal yesterday because I had a lunch meeting and, and the day before I had that too. So, but typically, yeah, I don't touch food before noon yeah. on the weekends. I'll do that. Like I'll, I'll have that with my kids because I want to make French toast with them or sausage or pancakes with them. And maybe sometimes I'll have one or two, but I, I know I feel off afterwards. I don't have that same energy buzz as I do when I, cause I go into ketosis with this. And then when I eat, I, 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 I tend to keep it really basic, like protein and produce. How much real 
food can I eat and consume? That is like one ingredient. Like that's a steak from a cow. That's a chicken, right? That's an orange. That's an apple versus like it was processed and made in a factory. Yep. So that's just my intention. And I'm about 85 to 90%. I'm not perfect on it, right? Like I still can't figure out for the life of God, if eggs are good for you or not. I have so much research on both sides and from like credible people I've talked to on both sides, right? That they are good. They're not good. I don't, I don't know who and what to believe, but I know this. I know when I eat eggs, I, li- I like them. I feel good. And when my wife eats eggs, she's in the bathroom 10 minutes later. So she doesn't eat eggs anymore. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, to be fair, eggs are one of the highest allergenic foods. They're like top six of allergenic foods. So, you know, biochemical individualization is everyone's going to respond differently, but yeah, totally. It's a hard, that's a hard thing about nutrition these days. And and I talk about it all of the time is we can make a case for abstaining from every single food there is. Yeah. Right. I can, if you want to ever come on and continue this conversation, Ben, you know how to get on my calendar. I love this. Uh, if the audience, you know, I hope they, they take this and take action. That's like the really big thing. It's great to consume, but knowledge without knowledge isn't power. We relied to right knowledge plus action with implication is power. Applied knowledge is power. Knowledge isn't power. I can know CPR. If somebody's choking there, it doesn't mean crap until I go over and do the staying alive or Heimlich or whatever I need to do at that moment in time. You know? Yeah, absolutely, dude. Well, thank you so much for your time. I guess what's the best place for people? And, and I've got your information in the show notes below, but what's the best place for people to find out more about you? Yeah, you email me, jake.herbert1 at gmail.com, jake h at the dad's edge. Um, cool. What's crazy is people put me on this pedestal that I'm hard to get to around like, I'm not that hard to get a hold of and have this conversation and enjoy generally having these conversations with people. So uh, I just employ your, your audience to continue to listen, to continue to take action and finding out what's best for them too. Cause there's no one right way. To totally. do it. Yeah. No, there's no one right way, but you got to do something. So let's yeah. just start taking action right away. So that's what we implore you guys to do. Hopefully this has been helpful for you, Jake. Absolute pleasure, man. We'll be talking soon. Thank you so much for everyone listening. We will catch you guys in next week's episode. And I hope you make it a great day. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you in your nutrition journey for free. One, grab a free copy of my Fat Loss Fix Guide at fatlossfixguide.com. Two, join my free group at smartnutritionmadesimple.com. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel at smartnutritionmadesimpletv.com. Four, leave a five-star rating and positive review so that we can gain access to more nutrition experts ready to share their knowledge with you and ultimately help more people make smart nutrition simple. 